Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, RFU Refugees Podcast. Ted here, John is here, and I don't have time to ask you about your weekend, John. That's not, that's not how this is going to go, because we have a very, 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 very special guest joining us. Uh, you can see his his name and number over there on the left-hand side of your screen. Moses Nyman, uh, future star for DC United. Moses, welcome to the show. Thanks for Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so uh, let, let's get in right into to twenty twenty one. I think uh, you know we we on the podcast we're we're kind of wondering. Obviously, twenty twenty was uh, uh, an interesting year. You know, a lot of injuries. Uh, I think forced uh, Ben and then and then Chad Ashton to sort of get some playing time um, and to get some of the young players some playing time. And we were kind of wondering this season, you know, what what was going to happen in in twenty twenty one and. Uh, Lasada talked a lot about you and 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 several other the young players. Twenty twenty one kind of entered the same deal, a lot of injuries, uh, but you've really uh, stepped up, and and Lasada's really shown uh, that he trusts you. Uh, a lot of a lot of the team has sort of brought up how everybody's bought in uh, to sort of what what Lasada's uh, doing with the the pressing, the attacking style. Uh, what what is from from your perspective, um, what is what has made Lasada uh, able to sort of buy in, uh, especially when he seems to be demanding maybe a little bit more than than previous DC United coaches have. Um, so you're asking what what made us buy into his? Uh... Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. um, I think is for me personally, I would say it's his relationship with the players. I mean, I have a pretty good relationship with them. And um, whenever there's anything that's unclear, I always ask questions and he's there to answer it. Um, also being a, being a recently uh, formal player helps a little bit more too, because um, he was recently in our position and he understands what it means to be uh, a player and it's not, it's not too far off from him. So um, everything we're going through right now, he can relate, he can relate to, and it helps us a lot, especially for me, him being a midfielder and I'm being a midfielder as well. Um, there's a lot that we, we have in common, but his leadership has also been um, very good. At least that's how I see it. Um, he can be demanding sometimes, but I think it's the right way to go about to go about what what we're trying to um, accomplish. So he he called um, you out as the best player on the team, uh, and after a couple of games, he called you out in the press conferences. Moses Nyman's our best player right now. He's 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 going he's uh, you know head and shoulders, and I, that's got to feel great as a player that's sort of getting into a it's a new coach. B, you're getting, you're trying to break your way in here. There was a lot of injuries, and you're getting a chance to start every game. So that had to. I don't know if you heard that. I don't know if you. I don't know if you were told that or heard that on the press conference. But <laughs> that has to feel good. Sort of had to really feel you with that confidence. Know that your new coach believes in you, recognizes your talent, and has given you those opportunities to go out there and you know show your stuff. Did Did you hear that when 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 he said that, or was that relayed on to you by any chance? Yeah, yeah, I heard about it. Yeah, yeah. feels he good. Also, I got, he feels good. Right? to me. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely feels feels great. So, um, obviously, you have uh, you have two. Uh, you're you're a homegrown uh, signed directly to DC United, uh, and you had sort of the uh, we have we have two. It used to be just one uh, with with Bill Hamid, and now there's two. 
what what I'll call the the um, the OG homegrowns of DC United, the sort of that first class that came through, Andy Nahar and Bill Hamid. Um, how how have they you know have they when you came to the club you know read it you know first signed did they kind of help you through that was there, there is there a sort of a connection you felt with them that that you all kind of uh, you know started out your careers playing for DC United. Yes. Uh... I can't talk much about Andy because I recently just met him this year. But as for Bill, I, I used to be around the first team a lot, even when I was in the academy. So I I talked to him for quite some times when I would meet him, when I would see him in the gym or even on the pitch, I would talk to him. And even now, we still have some conversations about just playing together or being homegrown. And he's he's been a very good um, very good teammate, especially looking at it from a homegrown perspective. He said he set the standards for uh, for homegrowns with all his uh, accomplishments as a player as well. So it's been good for me. As far as being a, a player, when you were first signed that contract, I, I I always always interested in the question: What was the uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if the. I know the millennials. We we, we still watched. Uh, we still watched the Wizard of Oz. I don't know if you if you if you've seen that movie. Uh, but you know the uh, the only thing I could come up with is the biggest. I'm not in. Uh, I'm not in Kansas anymore. What was sort of your your when you when you got signed? You you show up to practice. You play a game. What was your first moment where you're like, oh my goodness, this is this isn't like being on the U team anymore. I'm with full full blown professionals. Was there a specific moment that you uh, that you remember? Uh, no, I, I, I think, I think it's, it's not, it's not that big of a moment that, uh, anyone else might think, but coming from the academy, it always seemed like a smooth path to professional. The academy always did a good job with, uh, young players coming through. And for me, one of those moments might be just coming to the stadium and um, dressed up and having to leave all cleaned up as well. Seems like very, <laughs> very professional in my eye because you go to training at the, at the academy field in your jersey and stuff and go back home all sweaty. So yeah. that, that seemed no, no like more, a, a difference. No more, no more hopping in the mom's uh, mom's minivan after an academy game, right? There's none of that yeah. anymore. It's all <laughs> you got to yeah. look nice. You got to look fresh coming out of there. I can understand yeah. that. <laughs> I, I probably I think I think you probably have a similar situation that Griffin does uh, at the games. Whenever I whenever I see whenever he's playing or in the 18, I always happen to see like 15 Yao jerseys all sort of walking together out. Obviously, family <laughs> and friends. So you know, as as a as a local guy, as a, as a kid who grew up here, who watched the team, played in the academy, as we already said, made your made your debut, and then now a major part of the team as you're starting uh, a lot of games now, and now also the stadium is finally starting to fill up. You're able to to have people, have your friends and family watching you again. What's that feel like as a player to get that experience? A lot of people don't, right? You go into the draft, you get picked by whoever picks you, and sometimes it's a hometown team, but you know overwhelmingly opportunity it's usually not it's just some other place then you've got to make it your home so um granted you don't have a comparison because this is where you came up but what's it like to have that opportunity to, to know that every home game you're going to have your the people closest to you there watching you and they don't have to get on a plane to go do it uh it feels extremely amazing uh just 
having that was my the the rec- the most recent game was my first time in the in the full stadium and just being in being part of the 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 roster for that game was was something special for me because uh, when I first signed the first uh, few games, we I think we had a full stadium, but I wasn't on the roster. I was I was still uh, trying to find my way through, and I felt like I had finally, you know, like probably probably finally made the team, like at that time, and just having the full stadium was something like a dream come through for me and it was amazing just the most the best feeling ever that's that's all i can say yeah so yeah i was gonna ask your next question what your best moment was for playing for dc united but i guess i guess that will uh that will take the cake right playing i was at that game it was my it was my first game back and and it was an absolutely raucous atmosphere um, so I'll definitely, uh, I'll skip that question a little bit. Um, but want to talk, obviously, uh, you know, you've been highly touted at the, on the, on the garden. I think you were named like, uh, one of the top, uh, either 50 or 60 young players, uh, you know, all the way across the pond in England, you were, you were getting recognized. Uh, you've made the, uh, the 60 man roster, uh, Greg Berhalter's provisional roster for the gold cup. Uh, you know, uh, Hey, I, I would love to see you there. I think you should be there. Uh, but I think maybe that's a, a little bit far in the future, but, um, you've got a lot of other events coming up, uh, U 20 world cup in 2023. I think you certainly could, could, will most certainly be on that roster. Uh, have you had any contact from, uh, from us soccer? Have they, uh, you know, been in contact with you talking about your future, uh, with the U S national team? Uh, no, um, not not as often um, that it would be when I was with the well I am still with the 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 youth team but no I haven't really talked to any uh, any of the staff from the the first team yet. So but opportunities okay. abound. Uh, that that yeah, just means that just means that they're looking I'm, at you. That's the best thing they probably can tell you right now is that you know just keep doing your thing and you know there's a path here if you want it. Uh, a couple questions for you before we wrap up. I want to thank you for taking the time. Um, I think a, a question I always like to ask players, particularly young players, um, you probably watch a lot of soccer. I know I know when I was growing up, and I think even still now, like I don't watch soccer now all the time, but <laughs> I watched it even more before I had to have a job uh, and I had to leave the house a lot. Um, who do you style yourself after? Like who do you watch on a weekly basis and say, that is what I am trying to do. That's a, at the highest level. That's what I'm trying to get to. I think I think you're from a, you know, from a size perspective, from an age perspective, you're 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 an outlier. I think for an MLS, you're you got you've got different sides. You got different advantages because of that you have a lower center of gravity. You're you're quick to the ball. But as you watch, probably particularly in Europe, like is there a player that you see and you're like, yep, that's that's what I'm going for. That's what I think my skill set translates to at the, on the on the highest level. Um. Let's say uh, when I was in the academy and just a little bit before becoming a pro, I used to like watching uh, Iniesta or De Bruyne and um, just seeing how versatile De Bruyne is being box to box midfielder. And he has uh, he has everything. He can score, he can pass, he can dribble and that's that's the kind of player I think I want to be 
what what De Bruyne has is is special. I mean, he's he's extremely gifted as well, and also the awareness of of, of Iniesta just combining those qualities as well. And recently, some of my teammates have been like calling me Conte or comparing <laughs> me to Conte, and I think I think he's he's a really world class midfielder as well as the other two I just named. But um, I, I didn't watch him as much as I am right now. So I think those three guys are, are probably my, my target. As a Chelsea fan, that, that may be what I picked up on sort of early on. I was thinking as far as your, your ability to pick a ball out from deep in the midfield and also your ability to take on guys bigger than you and win the ball from them and keep control and make the pa- and, and take pressure and move the ball along. That is, that's, you know, obviously as a Chelsea fan, I watch him every week. So when I, when I saw you, I'm like, that's, listen, that's, that's a great, that's a great uh, skill set to, to bring into either MLS or anywhere else. So that's, I, I saw that. But anyway, Moses, thank you for joining us. Great. Congratulations so far on, you know, get, breaking into the team, getting those starts. Uh, hope it keeps going for you. Hope the team continues to get points on the board. If we played Miami every week, we could just, we could just go, we could go coast to coast, take three points every week. But we really do appreciate it. And uh, for everybody who's watching, we are going to take a quick break. And then we will be right back with the rest of the show. And welcome back in. Thank you so much to Moses Nyman for joining the show. John, before we get in the show, I did we, we skipped over the weekend. But I hope you, you, hope you had a good weekend. I hope you had a good Father's Day. You hurt me so much, well. Ted. I figured, you know, all, all this time, you just throw me over for a professional soccer player who happens to be waiting there. I just, I can't believe it. it yeah, I, I know. It. It's, it, it's so, so, so mad at me. So, so bad at me. But anyway, we did have a good weekend. A good Father's Day. We had a, I had a great Father's Day. I went and saw a minor league baseball game with my daughter. Uh, for yes. an inning and a half because she is one. So that is a, that is the amount of time <laughs> that it's reasonable to expect, it, and that's it, what I got. If I did that, my father would think I was a horrible son for, for putting him through a baseball game. So I took him <laughs> to a soccer game instead. So that was a smart move. Uh, I took my dad up. Uh, by the way, just b- before we get into the game, I um, want to thank um, – got to hang out with the District Ultras. I met Angus. Uh, a lot of great people. I had at least two or three people come up to me and, and say they love the show. So, again, I, I appreciate the, the love I get. Uh, from that show, it's definitely an ego booster uh, for the show. And the ultras, the ultras tailgate was was nice. I, I got a a sweet uh, Chico scarf um, with the, with the old logo on it. it was really nice and um, and yeah, so it was, it was a lot of fun. It, it was an absolutely uh, just. I think uh, we, I was texting with, with another friend uh, from Richmond who who drives up and and you know we kind of get in the game and and it was starting to fill in. It was I didn't bring my RFK refugee scarf. I tried to hold it up to to get it to notice too. But um, it says John, I see you doing that. Uh, but it, it was kind of looking like a middling crowd. I was like, oh man. And then suddenly. I forget how late arriving all these people are to DC United games. I'm pretty sure we got to like the 20th minute. I think some people were hopping from the from the Nats game, maybe like so. Maybe the Nats game ran long, um, but I forget how like late arriving everyone is uh, to these uh, to these games. And so um, it was it was just kind of it, it started to fill in, and then the game started, and, and DC hit off like a cannon, and that place was just into it everybody was into it you had fans all around the the board getting into the getting into the chance um it was it, it was it was pretty much it was an awesome sight to see um it was so great to have to have full, full crowd in there uh kicker I, I enjoy kickers games but um I, I sometimes forget what it's like to have like a huge stadium that's just that's just rocking um and it, it was incredible amounts of fun so uh, hats off to the supporters groups. Hats off to to all of them for for doing an awesome job at, at making that place rock. 
looked great on TV. It did. It did. And it also uh, sounded great, which we'll get we'll get into in a minute, maybe some of the things that sounded great on the yes. on the podcast. But let's uh, let's talk about the game. DC United gets a one nothing victory over Inter Miami. Um a one, game that was a one nothing going on four nothing game, I think is the yeah. <laughs> that's the way I describe it. Let's uh yeah, let's uh let's talk about the game. So first like 10, 15 minutes, uh the game was absolutely just DC were just on a tear. They were I say about first 15 minutes, they were just they were pressuring everything. And you almost felt like a goal was gonna come, but it just it just never never quite came. Um I'm watching from the stands, so I'm seeing different things. By the way, watching watching a Hernan Lasada game live with the full press is a completely new experience than watching it on TV because you get to see everything. You get to see, you know, the the center forwards push up, the the wing players push up, and I think on a camera you're kind of far back, so you can't really appreciate uh, just just how incredible uh, how incredible it is and how quick and how fast everything is and how exciting it is really um, so so uh, so yeah but uh, John I, I I was there at the game I talked a lot give me some of, what were some of your thoughts on the game drop drop them in on me yeah no I think the uh, I, I think the the biggest thing to point out for me was uh, lack of clinical finishing I think there were yeah. I think today, uh, Ernan was uh, did a press press availability. I think he said that they looked at the tape and they said that they had sixteen opportunities, sixteen or fourteen opportunities where they should have scored and they scored one. Um, there was, I think, you know, Ola Kamara had probably five chances, four four to five chances he should have buried, um, not counting the penalty. The penalty he buried with supreme confidence. He never has a problem with mm-hmm. that. I think he's very very good at penalties. Um, so that's an attribute. I think his movement was good. I think a lot of the, I think the, the runs he made were good, but his finishing was just poor again. And and the challenge here is that the wingbacks are playing exceedingly well. They are providing excellent service. So you cannot have the stopping point, your friction point on your team being being the goal scorer, being the forward, because the the balls are getting put there on a platter, uh, and he's not finishing. It didn't hurt them this time. Uh, because Inter Miami is not a cohesive unit at this moment, they left seven of their 350 designated players at home to do conditioning and weren't <laughs> there um, playing. By the way, the fact that Gonzalo Higuain did not come and play the week after he talked about the fact that he thought he would be able to smoke a cigarette while playing in MLS is interesting. I don't know if it was disciplinary. They said it was because of uh, conditioning, but I. Mm. Question mark, question mark, question mark there. <laughs> uh, but, you know, overall, I think, you know, before we get into the specifics, I think you could look at this team and say they are bought into the system. They're doing what they're asked. Their, their physical uh, abilities are catching up to what the expectations are of them, and they're delivering. Uh, I, I'm interested in seeing this team play against a more complete unit now. I think they had they had a rougher schedule at the beginning of the year uh, with New York City FC. Um uh, I'm trying to think who else and the Philly, first Orlando. Yeah, 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 Philly. So those are the teams that you really got to measure yourself against. And I think now the team is healthy, and the team is understanding a little bit more of what's expected of them, and they're delivering. And I want to see them play those play those teams. My uh, Montreal would not count for me as one of those teams. So we'll so we'll see how Wednesday goes. But you want to get into the specifics? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I did want to I did want to defend. I, I feel like I am. 
Um, I feel like the, the, the May 29th game was kind of my, like, uh, like put, he pulled me back into to believing this in, is, in Ola This is Kamara. some sunk, sunk, fa- sunk money fallacy uh, situation. Yes, here. yes. I, I, am, I, am, I am going full steam ahead. Well, here's, here's the thing. So the, the biggest problem we, we, we've had since Ola Kamara's comeback is that he hasn't been putting himself in those positions to, to score. He had a bad game. He showed he got two goals in the last game against Miami and and finished most of his chances that he that he had. He even had a great finish in that game. So he has that ability to do that. It wasn't coming together in this game. He kept his composure, buried the penalty, it redeemed himself a little bit. Uh, right now, I, I would just ask, and 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 I know the analysis went well. The DC needs to look to the transfer window. Right now, he's about the only only option we have, and he's the only player. Perez, I thought, was, again, brought a lot of energy. There wasn't a whole lot I remember from this game from him actually doing. Certainly, he doesn't have that ability to sort of get into those positions uh, that, that Ola does. Um, and, and, and maybe that's just the nature of, of when Ola's out there, that's how they play. Uh, but, I mean, right now, DC doesn't have another forward that can do what he does. So right now, I think he's the starter. He's the starter. He has, he has, yes, he got the PK goal, but you know, he, he, he put it away. He had the two goals against Miami. He has, he is now, uh, he is now leading the, uh, you know, leading the, leading the team right now in goals. Uh, right now, so, unless there's another option, unless Roberta comes, steps up and becomes that option, who, who, who else do you have? Who else do you that, have on this team? That's my question. How much of an indictment of that is on Nigel? He's not played very much. He's not been healthy, but like yeah. you said, he did not look super impressive in this, in this appearance. Um, this is probably the longest appearance he's had since, uh, probably so far. He, he came on. He came he on for had, injury in this. I think the second he, game. He even had a moment to where he could have. He could have buried. He could have put the game away. Uh, there was a cross that came over the top. Kevin Predes is, is like saves that off the line, and then Ola Kamar even does a bicycle kick yep. to keep it in play, and it falls right for Nigel Roberta. And if he puts maybe even just. 10% more power than he put on the ball. That's in the back of the net, and it's 2-0 DC. So Nigel Bertha even had an opportunity that mm-hmm. he was unable to convert. And I would argue it was probably an easier opportunity uh, than any of uh, than any of Ola, Ola Kamara's opportunities. Well, he only got one, though. So he's 0-for-1. Yeah. <laughs> Ola's 1-for-5. Um, but, 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 but do you really... So, so let's talk about like the header. The header yeah. Ola Kamara has. He gets in that position. He heads the ball. It goes off the post. That's the that's the best one he had. That wasn't a goal. Yeah, that wasn't a goal. And then he tried to. The chip was a little bit audacious. I think yep. if he just slots that side footed. Now it was called offside. Uh, I haven't. But he doesn't been know, able to really watch. If forwards don't know that, if they, do, I don't care. Like if they miss it and they don't know that they're offsides, I don't, I don't care. You gotta, you gotta fit. Well, put it in the net. Have it not count. That's that's how this goes. <laughs> you don't get fair, to get fair, saved. Fair, fair, fair enough. Well, also, and I believe um, someone is. I've, I've someone who watched the game. Uh, who who uh, who told me that he he would he would have been on side and that might have been overturned via VAR. So I mean yeah, there's always that chance with VAR now everything. So it. There's always that opportunity that something can get overturned. So I I, I hear what you're saying, and you know it's an indictment on it, maybe it is a bit of an indictment on the team. I I think the fact that he's putting himself now in those positions because he wasn't doing that in all of 2020, or you know really a lot of 2019 when he was there. I want to see you know right now this team. Probably isn't going to do anything in the transfer window. He's got a full year to 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 at least show what he's got. And the fact that he's putting himself in those positions, if he can if he can just get the finishing down, 
then I think maybe maybe there is something there. But he's got to do the finishing. That, that, I'm not going to deny that. He's got to get I, the finishing. There. I think if he has more of these games, Hernan is going to pawn the furniture at Audi Field to to afford a, a striker in the window. I think that uh, he uh, it was visible in Hernan's face and in his answer about the missed opportunities. It would be one thing if the t- rest of the team wasn't firing on all cylinders. He cannot have that be the one thing they can't do. And I I think Nigel will get a a real run uh if if Ola, you know, Ola scored the I think if Ola didn't score the penalty, it would be blinking red lights. If this was a 0-0 draw and there was no penalty scored and all those chances were missed, it would be warning signs all over the place. It was not, so you get the three points. Ola buys himself another week of people being like, "All right, well, he'll score more. It's fine. Don't worry about it." And I think he will, honestly. I, you're right that he is in mm-hmm. dangerous spots. Uh, I would say that being in the right spot is the bare minimum for the forward. I think the 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 thing you get paid for is to put it in the net. So he is he's using his brain. He's running well. He's he's healthy. He's fit. All those things are good. Um, Got to fit. I, I just think I I just think now to being in the right side, he's getting the right spot and he's getting the service that he wants. He may be in the right spots, but if he's not getting the service, who cares what how good of a spot he's in if if no one's finding him? And now the team you have you finally now have Kevin Paredes who. Um, I, I watched the highlights again. I, I think my opinion of him in the first half was he's doing a good job running, but he wasn't dribbling at people. I, I felt sometimes he would just kind of show up and try to, and I'm just like, just just go at him. I guarantee you, maybe it doesn't work, but you're going to look a lot better than if you try to like see if you can fake him out and 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 then he, he's just going to take the ball from you. Um, but and then he had some good service. Uh, also, um, Julian Gressel, uh, I, I yep. thought at the game was pretty rough. And then I saw some of the highlights had some great service is finally starting to, to cue in that service. Uh, but, but obviously we have to talk about any R, right? That's the next thing we yep. got to talk about. Yup. <laughs> if you want to talk anything about Kevin Paredes and, 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 and Julian Gresham. No, just, I it, think, but. I think that Paredes is now on the, uh, the, the radar. I, I think being named to the, yep. being named to the gold cup roster is one thing, but you know, Matt Doyle is talking about how, how he's made a reappraisal of Kevin Paredes as a left wing back as, as being one of the best in the league. My best young left wing backs in the league. Um, he has come, you know, I still say he's up 80% to being a completely full form player. He's got such raw abilities um, and such uh, great tools. And I think that as soon as he gets that little bit of composure in the, in the, in the bit of the end, then he is, he is nails. And Julian Gressel had a great and- week surely because he was on our podcast last week. He was, <laughs> he was on he, fire. He was fine too. And he was, he was ready to a- show up. And last note on Ola Kamara before we move on to Andy, the my favorite subject in the universe. Eric agrees a little bit with Ted here, saying uh, he thinks Ola caught three unlucky bounces. And while I do think that he's not the ideal striker, we need crash in the box. I think he's better than he was on Saturday. Maybe so. Let's hope yeah. so. I think that that's what we got to hope, so. hope for. So yep. Andy Nahar, uh, maybe Maradona, maybe I'm not. I'm, I'm not even <laughs> sure what run you could you could compare that to. Uh, he, you have it here in the notes, looked like his 2011 self dribbling at opponents and taking on four players. The, the play was so good. It got put to classical music. Uh, uh, uh <laughs> that is something and, and got the slow-mo treatment. And I said, that on Twitter. it got, it got the ESPN FC treatment. It got the, it, it, I, I think DC United has not had something like that probably since, uh, since Wayne Rooney. Let's be serious. The the type of the type of viral treatment that it got. Uh, let, it was one hundred percent serious. Here. It was a move that warranted a YouTube uh, a YouTube comp with like really loud Central European techno music playing over but, it. But, 
Like that's what it requires. But I think, you know, all that stuff is great. And I think I wrote about this in the piece that I posted today on rfkrefugees.com. Make sure you bookmark it because I'm going to write all the time. Uh, you are, uh, you're seeing a player that's in, he, he's in his full confidence. He's confident mm-hmm. that he's not going to get hurt again. He's confident that he has a coach that's going to give him an opportunity. It's not Bob Bradley. He's, he says, I have a coach that cares about me as a player, believes in me from when I played in Belgium. He understood that I came here not fully fit. He gave me an opportunity to get better before I got on the field, and he's giving me opportunities to start. He's played, of the nine games, he's played in, he's played in seven of them and started in five of them. No one in the entire universe thought that that would be the number of games he had played in. Let's not even talk about that. Let's talk about the fact that he is playing center back right now. He's playing as a center back. Like we talk about like versatility in players. We talk about, you know, I I don't think, I don't think we've had a player come through DC United that has developed and changed as much as he has and, and doing it in ways. I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe Ben Olsen, you you might actually have a point there. Uh, But, but recently, recent sort of recent history uh, and, you know, he didn't spend all of his time at DC, but he started out, you know, as an attacking winger, Run Rookie of the Year is 2010. Ben Olsen says, hey, you actually got a really good ability to get back. So we actually need you here at wing back. So he plays plays wing back and he does an excellent job at that. He very good job. In fact, he goes to to Anderlecht. And I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that that became sort of his primary position was sort of in that wing back position. And when he got here to D.C., that's where we kind of thought he was going to land. Um, he gets put in center back out of kind of necessity. And he also has some good defensive chops. And he almost brings... Both him and Donovan Pines, and uh, and um, and uh, uh, Brendan Heinzike. I am not sure the way that the Anahar plays. You would have many coaches in this league that would that would that would put him in that position, and basically give him an ability to push forward. And that's basically what he does. And it actually is incredibly effective because they are able to sort of relieve that pressure. And sort of overload that middle. Everybody starts crashing the middle to try to get around him. He plays a ball out wide, and suddenly there 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 there's space out there. Um, I really don't think Andy Nahar is getting enough enough love. Not just for that. I think that performance might be his sort of coming out moment um, as far as this year goes. But the fact that he has been basically asked to play center back and has done a very good job at it, um, I think just shows the type of caliber player that he is. And why certain other people who doubted him and doubted why he should come here are, are eating a lot of crow tonight. Um, and I'll never let, I will never let said people live that down. Well, that is a podcast sub. <laughs> those people understand that. And those people have publicly uh, mea culpa, I think. I think we'll be they have, to, they have, but they, but if people are going to drag me down for Ola, I, I, I'm going to drag them down for when they're that's wrong. Fair. That's, that's fair. That's how this works. I think it will be interesting to see what happens when Steve Birnbaum comes back. Uh, where, you gotta keep it, you've got to keep Andy in the field. Where are you going to put him? Yeah. You, got, you, you, you can't take him off right now. So that'll be, an, you know, love to have a selection problem. You know, that's the best thing you can have is where or where are you going to put all these players who are playing well? You figure it out. That's what yeah. Aaron's paid to do. Um, but, you know, I love it. This it's I, I'm, I haven't been able to get to the team store at a game. I haven't been working yet. I will be getting the Haars number on my back. Uh, it, it brings me joy to have a player who is from the you know already now the olden days which is <laughs> stupid. don't say that it's true <laughs> um but uh, uh. i think it's fantastic and i hope that he you know hope that it continues i think he's proven people wrong he's proven proven bob bradley wrong uh and i think that he has a unique skill set 
of like you say, there aren't a lot of center guys playing center back that can make that run. Oh, wherever you put him on the field, he's got he is he could he could do it all. So we'll move on. But Andy Nahar, congrats on a fantastic weekend. Uh, Donovan Pines, you called out that he was having a great game uh, on Twitter during the game. Talk about him. Yeah, so Donovan Pines, I mean, we've always talked about him. We, we always saw the skill set. Um, I guess the most impressive thing is, you know, and there was always those, he would always have those one moment, that, that one moment where things would go bad and he, he, he was always due for one gimme as far as the other team. And you just had to hope it didn't resort in a goal. That's all. That's what you had hope for. You had hope for someone was there to to clean it up or, or to cover it up. Um, and I think you know early this season we saw maybe some signs that that was going to continue. And I got a little worried for him. Um, I don't know if it's being named the provisional roster kind of kind of refocused him, but uh, e- even in the past few games he, he has cut down dramatically on on his sort of moments. He and he had he had this game. Uh, he was literally just shutting down anytime. Um, Inter Miami developed anything close to an attack. He was there to kind of make the right step in. He was there to push the ball forward. Uh, I think uh, James from DC UK remarked on his um, his passing ability. I thought it was fine. I thought he was he was he was able to move the ball. It wasn't as clean or as crisp as as maybe Andy Nahar or Brennan Heinzike, but uh, it was it was serviceable in sort of getting the ball out wide and sort of moving it. Um, and and I think uh, and and I think that is that that is something that is is awesome to see because again it just creates more competition. Um, I know it's against Miami, so maybe I I should temper temper what I think it is, but I'm really not sure Steve Birnbaum steps into this team at this point. I, I don't know. I I, I you think he will? I think he will. You know, based on based on. Who, who do you who do you bench? Who who of the three do you bench right now? Brennan Heinzeich, uh, Steve Brimbaum, or I mean, sorry, Brennan Heinzeich, uh, Donovan Pines, or Andy Nahar. Who do you bench? Probably Donovan Pines. Um, you think so? I, I okay. think so. I think just from a like for like, I think that Nahar has a has like a pivot role that's good in this system that neither the other two of those do, and Donovan is more like, you know, obviously has physical gifts differing than Steve, but as far as like play style, more similar. What, what I what I will say is now. Uh, we we have we have five capable center backs on this team, Andy Nahar, Fred Brilliant, Steve Birnbaum, Donovan Pines, and, and Brendan Heinzike. We have five players that Tony Antonio Faro as well. Jeez, it's it's been he actually has sort of stepped back a little bit. I've almost forgotten a little bit. I almost yep. forgot about Alfaro. I'll never um, forget <laughs> six. So we have six center backs. Uh, in case I don't know if you looked at the schedule, there's going to be a lot of games that are going to be coming up in a lot of different in, in a lot of different times, and so DC is going to need that rotation. Yep. Uh, so that's going to be really critical. So I, th- I think that's the the most important thing um, uh, to sort of take away is that th- that Pines has gone from maybe a, 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 an emergency option. You know, he'll do some good things, but he'll do some things that'll make you want to want to pull your hair out too. No, he's a solid option now. You know, if 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 we have one player that's not necessarily 100, percent he can slot right in, and, and literally you won't notice a difference. And that's incredibly. If you want to talk about a team that can surprise some people, maybe make a slightly deep playoff run, uh, depth is key in MLS, especially if you're a team that's not going to spend the money, um, spend the big money on DPS and everything like that. So, yep, yes, uh, true. You have some. You have some we- uh, negatives here. No. I do have some negatives. I think I already talked about Adrian Perez. Um, I thought again. I think we're. I think we're. We're at the ceiling point with Adrian Perez, and I think the team, the team has gotten. I think just much better, sort of around him. 
Um, he still does some good some good dribbles and some good things, but I think his is he, starting. There's starting to be some diminishing returns, I guess, with him. Um, other players are starting to to become more impressive. I, I'm not sure if he's. Uh, I, I'm thinking he's maybe the player you look to bench, and maybe you bring on a, a when Flores comes back. I think right now he's the first player I would I would look at for that. I think that's probably true. I think uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, Hernan's a big fan, so I, 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 yeah. he's going to give a lot of weight to the players that were there for him when the mm-hmm. team was it was not fit. So I, I think you're I, I think you're probably right as you, as you look at who you who makes way as. Uh, Edison comes back. I don't think he's even close to in training yet. I think he's probably got another two weeks. Um, so you've got some time. It was funny. He, uh, in, in the press conference today, Hernan called out, we got to get some big players back. He said, Steve. Uh, he said, Edison. And then he said, Drew. Uh, we got to get we got to get Drew back. And I was like, holy shit, man. That man has had a year and a half in the course of three months uh, or two months or however long it's been. I think it's. I think he's to get in that in that headspace in your coach so quickly is is pretty awesome. But I I do you know Perez I, Jonathan says I think he needs a goal and then the floodgates will open. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that he's like a, a secret streaky scorer that just hasn't given his get his chance. I think he's a spark plug and he he did he did his spark plug thing, and I think he's. It- that's that's that he'll bring energy he'll he'll he he has, he, has, he does have a really good ability on the dribble i think um yep. it's just i just think around i think he 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 stood out a little bit because i think the team around him was kind of trying to figure things out and i think he just his high energy kind of made you uh made you stand up but i think i think you're going to see him um i think maybe he'll still get some starts right now now that edison's still trying to get back healthy uh, but your hope is maybe that Edison can kind of, you know, with this team kind of building up around him, maybe that we can have an attack uh, that actually looks like that actually looks really good. Uh, so we'll, I'll, I'll be curious to see kind of when he gets back into the fold, sort of, um, sort of, sort of what happens with that. Um, you know, you know, what but I uh, also is Jordi Reyna. What's that? I want to see Jordi yeah, Reyna. We haven't seen him thing. at all. Yeah. I, I'm wondering, we're starting to get to the summer and the, and I think if we see, if we see one of two things, if we see, uh, if we see Jordi Reyna, Jordi Reyna go, we see maybe Emil Assad. I mean, he's really just kind of faded into the background. Uh, I mean, he didn't even make an appearance in this game. Griffin Yao makes an appearance over him. I think which that, is fantastic. That says, I I tweeted yeah. that he is he has exited uh, 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 witness protection and entered for eight <laughs> minutes of a game. I think that you know, uh, Emil Assad posted. He did the classic like international break like post pictures of him working out really hard to to get back i think he knows that he's not done well i think he knows that it's it's also i think he notices the fans are noticing that he's not doing well i don't think he wants to be washed out um so it will be interesting you know like you said the games are going to start coming fast uh and and close uh you got to get you got a game this wednesday after a game on saturday and montreal did not play this weekend so they're fully rested in how how does that I, I I really want to know how that happens in this league, especially when we have to go in. If if it were at home, I would understand it a little bit. But this is the the league is doing doing some silly things to DC. This is the second time we've had to play a team midweek who got a break or play them, you know, when they had a break. So I mean, I'm this I'm a one at bit... least they are not playing at their own home stadium, so they're probably having a bit of a trouble. True. That's the only True. thing. The good thing here, they're playing a home game. Or an away game for Montreal at home in Fort Lauderdale. It's going to be like an empty stadium. They're going to have no home field advantage whatsoever. Yeah, that's uh, true. So that's a that's a that's a fantastic element for DC United. It's a matter of can they get up for like it's like it's 2020 again and they're playing in front of cardboard cutouts of it, people. 
it was it was it was really bizarre watching the uh, Orlando Toronto game that was in Exploria Stadium on the on the at Toronto's home game uh, with absolutely no fans. I'm not even sure if they like allow. I, I'm pretty sure they don't. They don't allow like even like an away f- swap of tickets because that would just be uh, that would just be ridiculous. Um. But uh, but but yeah. So um, other player I do want to mention who I, I don't think had the greatest game um, was was Paul Riola. Um, and maybe maybe I'll get some. I thought he was not as effective as he was. He was amazing in that last game against uh, against Miami. And I think maybe Inter Miami kind of keyed in on him a little bit um, and took him out um, and and kind of took him out of the game. He was kind of a, a non factor. I felt for most of that game. I don't know. Did you feel the Did you feel the same watching it on TV? Or? I did not register much from him. So maybe yes. Yeah. Now, to be fair, I was watching two simultaneous games, so it's entirely <laughs> possible that some things passed by, uh, and and Paul's Paul's lack of presence may have been may have been one of those things. Possibly, possibly. But, um, anything, any, anything. Oh, do we want to talk about? Uh, we didn't talk about Mark Ingram. We got We got We got to mention yeah. the, the the awesomeness that was Mark Ingram, which I didn't get to witness because I was in the stands. But yeah. um, I did. I'm pretty sure I saw him. Leaving at leaving his sort of uh, suite at halftime and, and walking, he kind of passed me. And um, it, when a football player walks past you, you you kind of know. <laughs> when a, a football player is shorter than Dave Johnson, by the way. <laughs> As they stood side <laughs> by side, I was like, "Get him, Dave." Um, so, yeah, that was great. Uh, so I, I'm sure you know if you're watching this, I think it's a very strong likelihood that you were either at the game, and maybe this will be news for you, or you were watching the game. But Mark Ingram. One percent minority owner of uh, DC United joined Dave and Devin in the booth for the start of the second half. Very much likely to do a five to ten minute, just sort of like get to know you thing. Uh, and then it turned into, how about you stay the entire second half and uh, be a joy and just be unbridled, <laughs> unbridled happiness, watching like you know just shouting out things that were occurring. Uh, like when a red when when the first red card happened, he like yelled, "You can't do that." Uh, <laughs> after after a missed opportunity from five feet away by Nigel Bertha, he made a very loud yelling noise. Uh, he also, I think, posted today like a, a uh, an edit somebody made of him in a football uniform that has DC United all over it. He's yeah. having a great time, guys. I think he, for him, he's thinking. <laughs> I think for him, he's thinking. One percent did not cost me that much, and I am getting joy out of this. No one's yelling at me. No one's telling me I suck. Like it's it's the best <laughs> thing that he could get. So I, uh, it was it was awesome. I know that Dave enjoyed it. Um, I, I felt a little bad for Devin because for the for like the first twenty five minutes, it's like he just put his microphone down and sat down. But then after that, it's like you know what? I'm gonna ask questions to Mark to like get make this be a three-man booth i i think he i think he saw the light he's like oh shit i gotta all right how do we make this thing if what hey guys let's all talk together <laughs> yeah it was great. um it was I, fantastic I, yeah right? well it, it was it was it was really good it was it was fun it was vibes i think it was just all vibes i think is the, is the best way is the best way to describe that that whole moment um that, that we witnessed there uh but uh but very good to see cool cool to see that happen um i guess other, other than that in the game john john's got something he wants to show to the camera I, no I no i'm right not now. i'm just i'm just fidgeting other than to tell Fidget. you that we still have a, a small number of these upside down scarves available <laughs> in, in a box yeah. uh off camera uh somebody bought one for father's day for uh their husband which is great that's uh that's don friend of the show uh so uh, if you'd like one particularly as it's getting a little bit colder which is not now we still have two in in virginia we still have three months of summer basically uh into october yeah. but you're gonna want them eventually 
So think about I, it. I think I think I think next time we'll, we'll do the summer. You can get the summer scarves. I think might be a guy. I wore. I tried wearing it for the game, and I had to take it off at one point because I was like, yeah. "It's just, it's, it's a little fashion. Hot. It's, a little it's hot. just fashion right now. <laughs> it's either fashion or it's like something you hang up at home. It's not something you. Yep. Uh, somebody making fun of me. I, it will eventually get colder. It will not be hot forever. Is what I'm trying to say. So. Yes. Uh, I think that that closes up the DC United game, but that was not the only team in action. Let's let's talk about Loudon for seventy five seconds. So yes. Loudon United uh, was down one nothing after six minutes against Hartford United, the infinite bogey team, the team they have played seemingly three hundred times in their two and a half seasons of play. Uh, that is not a correct number, but it's close to that. Uh, they conceded right away. Uh, we had a, they they got a, they drew a penalty, I believe, in like the in the first half still. Giovanni Bolivar scored another penalty. I think it's his third goal in five games for mm-hmm. them. That's great. Uh, then a uh, they played the second half out. It was uh, looking very much like the team was going to get the draw, which uh, away to Hartford is valuable. Uh, unfortunately, there was a weather problem. Uh, they had to stop the game. Apparently, Hartford moved all of the fans in the stadium behind the goal, behind the Loudon goal, uh, with like two minutes left to play. Uh, and then, of course, they score in stoppage time. They win 2-1. to one. Loudon gets nothing uh, for all of their hard work, and they continue to be extremely last place in all of USL. I think that's, I yeah. think that's all of my Loudon information. Yeah, and it's it's not it's they're not having they're not having a good season. Um, I mean, I, I think I will say I think like I said in the past, they are they're not getting blown out. I think last year they got what blown out by Hartford like five one or five two or something like that. So I, I think. They are at the very least putting something together that that I think can uh, that I think can resemble a team. I, I mean, you look at you look at how they're playing. I mean, they've only given up. Uh, they have twelve goals against right now, which puts them kind of middle of the pack. They're just not scoring goals. Uh, they're near the bottom, uh, second to last in their conference and goals scored. Uh, so I think that's sort of the biggest problem right now with this team is that they're they're doing a better job kind of keeping things close. Uh, they just don't quite have that ability to to put the ball in the back of the net to. To 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 break up points, so um, you know I think Ryan Martin's doing the best best he can. Uh, of course, the other news might be they might be uh, moving down in two years uh, to division to division three, uh, joining up the uh, new MLS D three league, which is just officially announced today. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. As a as a kickers fan, I think there's a lot of a lot of differing opinions. The fact that independent teams are allowed to join um, that I, I don't know if we really can make many comments right now. As to what it's going to be, or you know what impact it's going to have on USL, it's just going to be we're going to have to see. Um, I, I think we're going to have to see um, how many independent teams. I think is going to be the biggest thing about this. Yeah, and also too, before we close the book on Loudon entirely, why not speak to our largest audience when I'm trying to get something done? Uh, if you are a Loudon United fan and want to write about Loudon United for RFKRefugees.com, get in contact with the show. <laughs> we're looking for someone to help us do that, and then potentially also write some stuff uh, about DC United and the Spirit. So. This is me tweeting, but in the show. So that's that. Uh, the last game to, to touch base with here this weekend. Yes. Uh, a much more pleasant experience than the loud, the loud finish, unfortunately. Uh, Washington Spirit draw 1-1 one, 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 uh, with Chicago Red Stars. Uh, really sort of a, a, an interesting game. The first half was very uh, sort of... The, the team sort of neutralized each other. The things that were really to draw out of importance... Uh, Ashley Sanchez and Trinity Rodman are still so just dope. They're good. They're just if you look at if you look at combos with the highest XG in NWSL, they're number two. 
uh, behind, uh, I'm trying to remember who it is with North Carolina that they're behind. Uh, but they, they're, they're incredible. Trinity Rodman plays uh, every game like she is a veteran star. Uh, she can dribble past anybody. She has confidence. She shoots. She's got the second most shots in NWSL. She does not care where she's at. She will fire away. Uh, and and the, the, that's that's really what it was going to look like. If there was going to be an opportunity in the first half, that's where you thought it would be. Ashley Hatch comes off with a concussion, which is extremely unfortunate considering the season she was having so far. I don't know how long that'll be. I don't know what her con- their history of concussion is. Uh, so I'll try to figure something out this week uh, in media availability. But that was the real thing. She had an injury uh, in like the 15th minute, and it took 10 more minutes for her to come off. She was evaluated on the side of the field. She continued play. She went off after she was, I guess, feeling bad. She took a, She basically sat down, and then that was that. Uh, so that's unfortunate that that's the way that hopefully she had no issues from that. But the game didn't really open up into the second half. Chances started coming Fast uh, and furious the entire second half. Uh, Trinity Rodman, I don't have the minutes in front of me, but I think it was around the 85th minute. Trinity Rodman gets a ball over the top from Andy Sullivan, uh, uh, takes it off her chest, uh, beats uh, the U.S. Women's National Team starting keeper through the legs. Uh, 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 The Spirit think they're going to steal three points on the road, and they probably should have, unfortunately. Uh, A penalty gets called in the 91st minute, a ball uh, off of Sam Staub's arm. She claimed it was her chest. I believe she maybe have thought that was the case, but it was very extremely <laughs> clearly her arm, unfortunately. Uh, Morgan Gautreau, uh, who is now nicknamed the Butcher, which is funny, uh, <laughs> but uh, she 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 scores the, the penalty in the 90-something-ith minute in stoppage time, and they split the points. Uh, based on sort of the way the game played out, seemings like a pretty fair result. There were a few more chances in the second half, but overall, I think the team... I think the team went out with a game plan and was able to accomplish it. Chicago's defense has gotten very good this season. They they gave up five to Portland in the first week and have only conceded two goals the entire season and now three with the goal for Brodman. So they really have battened down the hatches. Uh, the the league continues to be close. Uh, if the Spirit continue to take points on the road and win their home games, uh, they're good to go. They're not doing that right now. <laughs> they're drawing at home also. <laughs> they're winning away and drawing at home. Uh, also, an uh, interesting point that this is the third time this season that they have uh, lost points when uh, when being ahead, and then also they conceded yeah. after. It, they've, con- they've, they've, they've given up a 1-0 lead three times within seven minutes of, their, of, of scoring the goal. <laughs> And I, and I think I think that's that's you know that's starting to become a trend with this team, um, unfortunately. And and that those are the things you kind of look at as as what what are the good teams, what are the what are the elite teams in this league do? Even if they're not a hundred percent, even if they're in a close game, they find a way to win. Um, so I mean, you look at that. That's you know six points you've dropped, and that could potentially put you uh, in first place right now with how close things are. Uh, right now they are in third, so they're certainly very much alive. Uh, but I think they're a team that is that is still that is still kind of growing. I think they're still trying to figure out sort of who they are. So uh, I think they're in a great place. Um, I think we'll see this team. Um, you know, right now I would say they're a playoff team uh, with, with how they look. Uh, but you know, I think they got to keep it up, and and uh, we'll see how uh, we'll see. I, I think that the interesting caveat, of course, is that the Olympics are this year, and the and the Olympics normally aren't this year. So what is that going to do as far as you know? Will you know? Obviously, they they are probably going to potentially lose Emily uh, Sonnet and Kelly O'Hara. What does that do to their team? How does that affect their team? Other teams are going to be even more hard hit. Uh, you're going to have Orlando without, you know, uh, you know, 
Chicago is going to be without, you know, obviously their starting keeper. Uh, there are going to be a lot of teams that are going to be missing players. So I think that's going to be the more interesting thing to watch um, as we sort of as we sort of get closer. So. Um, so, yeah, um, also, we, we do we do want to mention um, uh, a congratulations to uh, Kumi Yokoyama, who uh, just came out as trans. Uh, they have uh, made the announcement and uh, best best of them. Um, for that and uh, yeah that that that's all it's awesome to see it's it's awesome to see um, it's awesome to see players more comfortable and I think the NFL just had a player too that that came out so yeah uh, check out check out the article in Japan Times uh, which is sort of the I think the best article I've seen that sort of gets into the YouTube video that Komi put out um, so I think that that if you're looking for a little bit more information about uh, the thought process and the timing and everything else um, uh, check that out. I think that's, uh, I think it's a really good article, but yeah, congrats yeah. to, congrats to them. Yep. Congrats to them. Um, yep. I think, I think that's gonna, that's gonna do it for the show. Uh, guys, thank you so, so much for listening. Uh, you guys are incredible. Uh, you guys are why we do this show. Uh, twitter.com slash RFQ refugees, patreon.com slash RFQ refugees, RFQ refugees.com. Uh, if Go you, there, it, bookmark you know that. What? Bookmark that because I am writing articles, bookmark. and y'all need to read them because I don't want to write <laughs> articles into the void. That's not fun for me. And you know, hey, you know what? It, 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 it we'll, let's put the call out. If you have something that you want to write that that you feel inspired to write about, either DC United, Washington Spirit, uh, you know, you you want to put something together for the show, get in touch with us. It doesn't even have to I mean we want we want you know we're we're looking for um for a, a loud a loud United writer. But we're open to to other people jumping in if, if they want to if they want to produce uh, give us some some stuff to write about, um, you know. So you know, get in touch with us, email, DM, Twitter DMs, however you want to get in touch with us. If you have something you wanna you want to write about, uh, we're we're looking we're always looking for for new people to join. So um, again, thank you all so so much for listening. Uh, we will catch you guys uh, on Thursday. I guess we'll, we'll figure out sometime we'll figure this out what week. We're doing for yeah. Our- Sometimes uh, I, we I might, we'll probably do a review of Wednesday and, and, and everything. And so. I imagine that we will do something as a pregame or something on Wednesday. So you'll, you yes. know, you'll see us. We're around. <laughs> We're around. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys. And we will catch you guys on Thursday. Vamos. Vamos. Vamos.